This is the Light Goddess Podcast, and I am your host, Jude Hotep, the Goddess Coach. If you are here, it means that you are a divine feminine entrepreneur, and come hell or high water, you will root more love into this world. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Light Goddess Podcast. I am Jude Hotep. This episode is called So Many Shades of Blue. First, I want to, before we get into it, we're going to talk about sadness and emotions and when they come up and what you can do and why it's so amazing to feel your emotions. But first, I want to let you know that I coach women on financial healing by restoring your divine feminine truth and intuition. Light Goddess is my one-to-one coaching program where we work together and you overcome distorted money beliefs, restore your innate self-worth so you can run your business on your divine feminine intuition. And if you get into a sacred call with me at lifecoachjude.com, you will get a shift. You will gain clarity and have a transformation in that call. And you're welcome to book that at lifecoachjude.com. Also, at the top of the page, there's a button you can push to join us in the Wild Feminine Financial Healing Masterclass starting on November 8th. It's different content every time. It's going to be really powerful. Well, let's get into this episode. Um, Feelings, sad, feeling sad, feeling lack, worry, doubt. None of this is a problem as long as you don't suppress the emotions. And when you feel them and release them and allow them to come up and out, you get relief and you you receive insight. You mothered yourself and so you feel love. You feel loved because you cared for your own self, hearing yourself out. Growing up, I had friends and, you know, we would chat about all the things, but we'd chat about difficulties and too and sadnesses and things and it got to a point in my life when I wasn't working, when I was working so hard at being positive and changing my life for the better that I couldn't be around the complaining and the negativity anymore. Because, you know, of course, we don't grow up, most people don't grow up learning emotional mastery, don't learning about, don't grow up learning about emotions at all, or um, what to do about them, how to identify them, how to feel them, what they all are. You know, most of us don't have that language, that vocabulary, until we go and seek that for ourselves. And so I just couldn't be around people who were complaining and negative so much because I was working so hard at my own life. And especially if people were not willing to try something, try anything. You know, I wasn't a psychologist here to listen. (laughs) And, And, you know, just to the nonstop like problems without trying to do something about it. So over the years, you know, I've had one person that that stayed in my life no matter who died or what happened to me or what I was going through. And um and they always stayed in my life and stayed in my corner and you know, and I had a lot of I had all the people that loved me die at one point in my life and everyone that um, loved me that I loved passed away I had the death cycle that started in 2014 so no matter how challenging things got or where I was mentally and emotionally this person always stuck by me and I inquired over the years you know that it had to be hard sometimes because 
the whole time, that period of time that they knew me, I was going through a dark night of the soul and it was really dark at times. And they said they didn't know anyone that worked harder at their life than me. And they never saw someone that just kept going and kept trying and kept, you know, seeking solutions and having a willingness and a doggedness to change things for the better. And so, you know, once this golden period and the Great Awakening started last year, I finally had a resolution to my dark night of the soul. But it would not be roses and lemonade, although rose lemonade sounds really, really good. I made cucumber lemonade once. It I took it to Christmas along with like a mint chocolate cake and something else too. It was also like a different, unusual recipe. And yep, I got turned up noses. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Um, people, people, people. I'm I'm about trying new things and enjoying the old standbys you love. I'm not really for a missionary style life, although vanilla is great as long as you also have some cinnamon and chocolate too. You know, vanilla raises serotonin levels. (laughs) So getting back to the emotions, we we tend to stay in our emotions. Feeling them seems like we are wallowing or staying in them or doing something wrong because the spiritual community has a buzzsaw bullhorn about raising frequency. Feeling your emotions is not lowering your frequency or vibe. Feeling your emotions is not wallowing or sitting in a dirty diaper. Not feeling your emotions is doing all of those things. This distinction is elucidating. We need guideposts when it comes to this emotions thing. Remember, emotional mastery is a gift you give to yourself. It is not taught growing up or nearly anywhere in life. In school, I remember them adding some section about emotions to a class I had, and we ended up watching Puff the Magic Dragon cartoons about consequences. So, you know, I'm not sure what it was for you, but obviously the public school systems can't be relied upon as if they ever could. But alas, we outsource so much of our well-being and freedom to organizations and institutions, to white coats. Sure, the college advisors got your back. Sure. Nope. (laughs) They want to weed you out of your program. They work at it. I should have wrote a book about college because I knew all the ins and outs and secrets that nobody tells you. My advisor, really brilliant, told me I might as well take 17 credit hours because I was paying for it anyways. All while I was working full time, flying on the side in an athlete training three plus hours a day. Really smart. (laughs) I did not rely on him for sound advice and only showed up to mandatory check-ins. I could have done like three 4.0 humanities degrees blindfolded hopping on one foot, but flight school was really, really different. Land navigation is challenging. It's not my natural aptitude. At least back then, it was really arcane for me. And all the regs and terminology you have to regurgitate and recall, not to mention all of your regular gen eds you're taking in college. So, you know, 14 to 15 credit hours, sometimes some semesters like 12 was like more appropriate amount for me. And I I did just that. (laughs) So at least I was able to not follow dumb advice. Although I was resistant to the fact that I was getting the dumb advice. (laughs) It was like, like, what am I paying here for? But, you know, we often grow up outsourcing our well-being to doctors, anybody in a white coat, to lawyers, anybody that seems official or in a, a position of authority. We must retrieve our sovereignty from, from that way of living. 
at first it does feel like more responsibility and weight when we take our freedom back. But eventually you realize the liberation of it. Freedom at first can be dizzying because suddenly there are no structures, no rules, no have-tos. The only boundaries are the ones you implement, and at first you don't know what is needed. There is This is where simply living itself informs you and guides you and your emotions. Your emotions tell you if you are onto something or need to turn back. They tell you if shadow is surfacing to release or if your mind is on neuropathway tangents, going down old roads and old patterns. What you find with liberation is that nothing you say really matters and nothing you think is that dire after all. And this is really good news. Most of Western cultures, people massaging each other verbally or masturbating vocally, arguing about perceptions of the way things are, (laughs) stating opinions and conjecture as facts and adding in ad hominem for the forgetting of thoughts being simply perception, not truth, really worth putting each other down for. So with would-be pundits and mechanized scripted and stilted conversations across black screens, we may forget how much thoughts don't matter and matter the least of which. Emotions are how we create. Emotions are magnetic in that they repel and attract. Thoughts matter when they have emotion in them that can be felt in that vibration, that frequency. That's when thoughts matter, but we don't want to confuse it for the thought. It's the emotion that is in the thought. It's a vibration that's in it that's expressed. Emotions are indicator lights indicating what needs to be released, healed, accepted, and acknowledged, loved. If you have a couple hours of crying happening, don't push it away or think you should be different. Let it come out. Let the depths of your grief for love lost churn up and out. Let the deep wells of hunger for the lack of making your life all that you wanted swell like a great wave and crash upon the shore of your cheeks so you can release what only need released. Nothing went wrong for the tears turning up the shells and the starfish and the sand dollars of your heart. We have all these rules about emotions from the interjects of the overculture. No crying in baseball, no crying at work, emotional stability, and gosh, why did I hear some like ads say the other day, like emotional wasn't stability but it was like constraint or something and whatever that means which is you know emotional stability is conflated with with flatline emotions flatline means you're dead emotions it doesn't mean you are unstable it means you are alive how you attend to your emotions and emote them and express them that's where the work really is we don't want to be emoting or expressing our emotions all onto other people or expecting them to take care of our emotions or thinking that there's something that there's a problem when it's just simply that we need to feel our emotions and attend to our emotions ourselves. um so because we don't have emotional mastery and understand emotions that's when there's that issue of of where we get into conflicts or issues with other people and with ourselves, you know, no crying at work. Like that rule went out the door for me a long time ago. Like, I think that's where I cry the most. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? I mean, it may be in the bathroom. Of course I have, you know, I have my own business, so it's just wherever I'm at, but you know, it's like, really? Like that's, <laughs> 
that's how I get through it. Um, you know, we like tear, like what's wrong with crying? You know, what's wrong with that release of the pent up pressure of feeling the vibrations and the sensations in our body. And then, and then we have to realize, you know, humanity is ascending. Humanity is raising our frequency. We're overcoming acute darkness. We're releasing, you know, our past life karma and releasing, releasing our subconscious triggers and karmas and we're healing and we're changing, growing, you know, humanity is going through this gigantic shift. So we have to remember that so much is churning up from, from the underbelly of humanity itself. And so it's happening within each of us individually in its own way. And there's a lot of forces and energies in the world. And so we have to realize that, that this is the moment in history to gain emotional mastery if there ever was one. And, you know, we talk a lot about that here at The Light Goddess. Being able to be with yourself in all of your feelings whenever they should arise or for whatever reason. That it's all okay. You know, if you're in public, you can excuse yourself to restroom for five minutes and feel and release an emotion or or be with yourself or give yourself that extra time and space to to be with you to give yourself the attention and the acknowledgement that you deserve and then go rejoin your your group or the moment and so you know, it's all okay. Developing a bulky toolkit of techniques and go-tos to support yourself is what we do here. To witness your tears or fears or gladness. Being there for yourself. Hearing yourself out on all of your concave wishes unfulfilled and resistance to what is. You know, we don't tend to naturally just surrender. And surrender is, you know, conflated so much with with giving up or with a lack of control um and you know control obviously it's how we define it and how we perceive it and look at it um you know we we often don't understand true surrender that we that it's really the allowing of our beautiful life to unfold through us the life our soul intends for us and releasing the resistance to that. All the times we would say no, well, if what's before us is offered to us, can we be willing to surrender into what is? And that's a really different way to live than trying to live this linear pathway to what we think is what we want or need. The world right now is like the pirates in the pirates of the Caribbean where they drank and ate and yet were unable to feel pleasure from it all. Everyone is missing pieces of their puzzle that are core pieces. We are all bereft of the changes and challenges and twists and acceptance of what is. It is not that anything is necessarily all that bad, but you know things are really beautiful. Things are shifting and, and shifting for the better. But there is great challenge in the world as well and so much change and often as we're going through these moments of it or these bouts of it we can push down emotions inadvertently until 
we get enough breathing room to let all the feels come up for air and then they can sometimes overwhelm us because there's so much there and we don't want to confuse that with anything being wrong we have to give our emotions quarter and time and allow ourselves to be whatever we be in a given moment Whenever I do specific transformational circles with women, one of our parameters is not to take the woman for who she is in that one moment. You know, pounding on the floor in anger at the abuses that other women in the circle have been through and expressed. Um, you know, the, whatever it is, we are not the parts and the pieces. We are the sum and the whole. We feel better when we feel you're not a mess because you have a messiness in a moment when we let our emotions come out even righteous anger needs expressing in healthy ways throwing tomatoes at a hillside breaking some glass in a contained way a punching bag or a little mma training night I used to <laughs> love my MMA training nights where we could we punched each other in the face. You want to really get inoculated to be punched in the face because when you're in the cage, like, you know, you don't want to be surprised by tears suddenly when you get your nose bopped. So we'd go 30% and we'd go 50%, you know. And it was nice. It was nice to release a little pressure. <laughs> like punching people. Um... <laughs> We want to, you know, that was obviously in a training setting and, you know, very specific, but I um, just want to clarify that. <laughs> we want to witness ourself in our pain and shadow. Be the one that shows up for us. Be who we desire to have in our lives. Be, be the one that we are what we need for our own self. Let the tears flow or the joys express. Let the joys expand. And give yourself the space and grace for it all to be okay. The relief and the messages come from feeling, not from repressing, not from stuffing down or avoiding or thinking you're not strong or capable or powerful because you cry. Feel vulnerable sometimes and have the same old insecurities come up that everyone does. It does not mean that you are not strong or capable or powerful or making things happen in your life it means that in this moment you're having a vulnerable emotion or in this moment you're having insecurities arise as we all do especially when we're working at a big big life we're gonna have big big emotions liberate your emotions so you can liberate your passions your passions won't come out to play if your emotions are repressed free your feelings so you can free your soul if you want to learn more about how to handle your emotions and be there for yourself, come to the Wild Feminine Financial Healing Masterclass starting November 8th. It's free and different content every masterclass. There will be replays and you can click the button at the top of Life Coach Jude to join us. I am sending you so much love and I will talk to you next episode. Hey goddesses, this has been the Light Goddess Podcast. I am your host, Jude Hotep, the Goddess Coach. And if you would like to apply for the Light Goddess program that is all over at lifecoachjude.com, click the button and we will talk. If you'd like a free guide on how to connect to your sacred feminine and make more money, that is over at lifecoachjude.com. <laughs>